Wild Radio is on. An hour of fun, informative hockey talk with Predators PA announcer Paul McCann. Thanks, Paul. Former NHL player and coach Brent Peterson. And Predators Watch Party host Zach McCann. This is Slapshot Radio on Smashville's best sports talk. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Welcome in to Slapshot Radio on Nashville's best sports talk, ESPN 102.5 The Game, streaming on the Game Nashville app. Um, you know, it's deja vu all over again. We actually have a two-game win streak to talk about as the Preds look for a sweep against Detroit tomorrow night. Only this time, it's in Smashville before a critical back-to-back with Chicago this upcoming weekend. And the Preds, yes, sit down before you hear this, are only four points back of a playoff spot as play begins tonight. We're going to go down on the farm with the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, Aaron Sims. Check in with the Admirals uh, prospects that are playing with the Chicago Wolves. And you know what? It's all brought to you by day one sponsor, Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry the largest wine and spirit store in Middle Tennessee, Cool Springs Wines and Spirits, our friends at Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries Nashville with three locally owned and operated locations in Middle Tennessee with furniture in stock and ready for delivery. You got to go check them out. And, of course, the man, Carter Church with KW Murfreesboro, your real estate expert. I'm Paul McCann, our co-hosts are former NHL coach and player Brent Peterson and the host of the Preds Watch Party, Zach McCann. Gentlemen, all of us together at last. It's been a little while. Well, I've been uh, up and back to St. Louis and had some problems with the, all the different uh, viruses going around. So uh, <laughs> I wasn't, it wasn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be, but it was a good time. And we're back and uh, back at her here. Well, that's good, and we're glad Tammy's doing on, on the road on the road to recovery. And um, you know what? Actually, I do want you. You did mention St. Louis. I do. Uh, it would be very, very difficult to uh, start a hockey show out without uh, just pausing for a little bit of reflection. Um, longtime St. Louis Blue, honest St. Louis Blue icon Bobby Plager killed in a car accident today, and uh, we send out our sympathies to the uh, to the family, the Plager family. And all St. Louis Blues fans, he was uh, the St. Louis Blues, Brent. Um, you know, long always been associated with that team. So sorry to hear that happening today. Yeah, I mean, he's the funniest man in hockey, I think, by far. He, he has has a joker, uh, t- a story to tell every time you see him. He's always very, very nice guy. He was a great person and a great player back in the old days when he was with his brothers and that. And but uh, he he. Uh, he always had a story, always had a handshake, and uh, he was, like you said, he was sort of like the, the commissioner around there. So it's too well, bad we're going to miss him, and it's too bad that it was a car accident. Uh, yes, indeed. Well, um, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, I, again, we, we send out our, our, our thoughts and our, our, our sympathies to the Plager family, and now we need to move on to uh, other information. I'm telling you what, the big story in the National Hockey League today I'm telling you, everybody's talking about it, and that is the changes to the draft lottery. Um, I'm thinking that, uh, you know what, I don't know if I like them, to be absolutely honest. You know what, if you're tanking every year, Doc, on it, and your fans are going to deal with it, why don't you get the first-round draft pick? I mean, Zach, I I just think this Edmonton rule is ridiculous. What do you think? 
What? What? What do you mean I have to do the show? I hate doing that friggin' thing. I I, I hate being on. God, I oh hope my, my mic's not it. on right now. Oh man, <laughs> that would. Yep, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're hanging another banner because last night Tim Peel refed his last NHL game right here in Smashville. You know, I, I you know Zach, you had to go there. I know that is actually what everyone is talking about today. Um, you know, and look, you know, the human side of me comes back and says, you know, he's been a longtime referee in the National Hockey League. You hate to see somebody end their career like something like that. But Brent, I mean, let's let, let's tell the truth and shame the devil. Um, you know, the only thing Tim Beal, Tim Peel did was say the truth out loud. You're exactly right. I totally agree, and I think it was that. You know, they can't let him. He was going to retire, I think, this year. And at the said, end of the month, at the end of April, yes, sir. He's been a good referee for a long, long time. I know I had some against him because of the, the call against Shea Weber in the Vancouver series a long time ago. But he's still been – you can't go by one call during his whole career. He's been 20-some years in the league. He's been a good guy, a good, solid referee that they needed all the time. And so I, I'm – I can't believe they gave him this. They said, see you later. Well, you know, you know, Zach, go for it. You know, I look at Tim Peel, and frankly, I'm looking for horns and chin scruff because that <laughs> is nothing more than a scapegoat for the league. All this is right now is treating a symptom. You're not treating the actual sickness. And I think really the heart of this issue that I want to ask you both about is to you, what is a referee supposed to do? during a game because we're really asking the question here is their job to call the rule book or is their job to be game managers because you can make the argument that right now they're not calling the rule book and they haven't for quite some time and i think that's you know you can go back and forth on whether or not that's okay but they are game managers they're directors of little plays that we see happen on ice all night because a slash in the first period as we all know in the late in the third becomes no autopsy no penalty a blatant trip in game 54 of the season would never be called in game six of the Stanley cup final. And it's all about what is the present situation. And it's more up to them to judge whether or not this truly is a penalty or not. So in your mind, what is the job of the official in the modern NHL coach? You take that one first. Uh, it's, it's definitely to manage the play because, uh, they, uh, they, they, they started the year calling a lot of penalties, and we were one of the worst ones in the league killing them, so we had a tough time. Now you can trip a guy, you can, you can punch him in the head, and, and you might go walk four on four. So I just think that uh, I think that right now they're just trying to manage it. They, they want to let the players play. They always say, let the players play, let them decide. But they are, the referees are deciding when they don't make those calls. So if it's in the other team's end and it's a little trip where you put your stick between his legs and he trips over it, you don't do that. But if he's going over a breakaway to do that, that's how you got to imagine call the ones that, that take away scoring chances and scoring from the players. You know, and, 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 and Brent, I can't, I, I, I can't disagree with that, but I can, because I, I look at that a game management is an important piece, but you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to actually fight on the side of the referees right now, because you know what? If you think about when we came back from the lockout, and uh, you know, in uh, 07, when right. the lockout, when we came back, it was we're going to call everything. We're going to, you know, we're going to call it to the letter of the law. And you know what? After two months, the hockey was unwatchable, 
And right. it, it was it was a parade to the penalty box. And all we heard from hockey fans, quite frankly, a lot of the same ones that are running, that are going crazy right now, um, you know, we're saying, oh, God, you can't call all the call. You can't call them all. You just can't. So it, it's where I look at this from an officiating perspective. You know, you do need to count on the human aspect of it. But sometimes that human aspect needs to be corrected. And, you know, here's the thing. I think the biggest problem I have with saying the truth out loud is that it gave every fan that says this ref hates my team, uh, you know, uh, uh, something they can point to for the rest of their lives. Well, you know, Tim Peel did it. I mean, yeah. you know it has to be happening with Joe Schmo that just called that trip, you know, on, on our team. It has to be happening there. I think that's the biggest problem with what we just saw. Now, Zach, I agree with you. I think at some points when you are, you know, inconsistent in what you call, it confuses the players. Right. And, but you know what? You're absolutely right, though. If it's a trip a minute into the first period, it needs to be a trip in overtime. And, and that's the biggest trip, problem. If, it, if it's not a trip, though, and you can't call it at the wrong time, too. So they, the referees, I don't think they're, they're – that's why uh, before Jim Gregory died, he came out and he got went to all his uh, ex-players. He's, we were just coming out of the league in the 80, early 80s. He wanted ex-players to be referees because they knew the game and they could – you know, they absorbed the game. You can't do that, but it's hard to do. But he, he really wanted a, uh, a referee to be know the game and know when to call things and know what to let go because – during overtime, it's nothing. They won't. They won't call anything. First period, they, they say they want you to get settled down, but your power play not working. Your power play working, you might not get a chance at it. So I you think, just have to. I think it manages the games. Go ahead, Zach. I think my biggest problem is I understand that you want game management, and I understand that you want some kind of consistency. But too often, referee pairings look at calling perfect games as if it's a ledger. And you always have to have roughly the same calls for each individual team. And you have to have it nice and neat and even. We're not doing accounting. We're playing ice hockey. And sometimes the other team are just a bunch of jerks on the ice. And they're going to commit a bunch of penalties. And you need to call them as such. It doesn't mean that you need phantom slashing calls or phantom tripping calls. It means that you call the penalties when they're actual infractions. And if they're not infractions, you leave them the hell alone. Right. And some some of them don't know what a fraction is right now. No, and that's and that's entirely true. I mean, look, we could probably spend the entire you know show talking about this, but we've got plenty more to get to. Um, you know, we are up against a break. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the prospects that are playing for the Chicago Wolves right now as the Milwaukee Admirals take this season off. A lot of the prospects are in Chicago, so we've got the voice of the Admirals, Aaron Sims, going to be joining us in the next segment. And you know what? It's time to talk about our premier sponsor here on Slapshot Radio, Doctors. Aileen Kruger and Tyler Boland over at Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Man, what a great staff, a comfortable environment. They do make it a lot easier to get all your dental needs taken care of. And, you know, if that wasn't enough, they offer all the latest in dental technology, including in-office whitening and even sedation dentistry. Now, I've been going there for over 15 years. I'm telling you what. 
I'm not the biggest fan of going to the dentist. You know, Zach is the, uh, the, the same way when it comes to this. But I'm going to tell you, they do a great job. Check out their website at webrightensmiles.com or you can call them for an appointment at 615-872-7762. That's 615-872-7762. Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We brighten smiles. And now, Slapshot Radio takes you down on the farm. A monthly look at the Milwaukee Admirals. Yes, indeed. Time to take a look at the Milwaukee Admirals. Well, sort of the Milwaukee Admirals. The Chicago Wolves, actually. And uh, back on Slapshot Radio here on ESPN 102.5, the game. Welcoming back to the mic for the first time this season because... Honestly, not much of a team to talk about in Milwaukee, at least. But the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals is joining us, Aaron Sims. Aaron, welcome back to Slapshot Radio. It's good to be. And yeah, it, you're right. It has it has been a while, and uh, I'm so I'm kind of taking this as a makeup call here tonight. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. it's fine. He's going to peel back the layers of the wolves right <laughs> oh, now. And we're going to find it. That's right. If you don't mind, real quick, because I, I, I'm thinking about that situation last night, and, and perhaps you discussed this in your first segment, but but Brent, I mean, you, you've probably had several times in a season when you're behind the bench, a ref will come up to you and say, hey, I blew the call. But you don't want them to, like, give – I mean, you'd love to have them give you one, I guess, <laughs> later on, but you, yeah. you just want – like, like hockey's all about accountability, right? That's what coaches want, and that's – when a ref says something like that, you probably hear that a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, you just – you wanted some consistency and, you know, the guy's not not – and not hating you, so he's in the back. He's only human in the back of the blind. He's going to give you one if you don't shut up or keep quiet. But you know, it's uh, it's a tough situation for everybody. But that's what happens. That's why we play the games, right? You know, Coach. I'll say this: I think that if you don't have sports betting being such a thing right now yeah, in the league, yeah. then Peel just doesn't work another Preds game, and he's allowed yeah. to retire after this season. Yeah, the sport, the, the, the gambling's come into it a lot now. Hard, hard to disagree with that one, that's for sure. So, Aaron, let's turn our attention uh, about an hour and a half south of you. Sure. Uh, and uh, with the Chicago Wolves, I, I, I was I was drawing the comparison of the uh, World War II combination of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles, two teams that really hate each other, yeah. getting together as the Steagles. And now we've got the Admiral Wolves. Yeah, exactly. It has been strange. There's no doubt about that, right? I mean, it has been the arch rivals since Chicago joined the IHL in 1994. Uh, it, they have been arch rivals. The fans don't like each other. The cities don't like each other. It is a big thing. And uh, it, it's, you know, the Admirals have been lucky in the fact that since day one, they have been partnered with the Nashville Predators. Chicago has had several affiliates over the years. So over the years. So this season just happened that the Carolina Hurricanes are the new affiliate for the Wolves. So it makes it a lot different, right? Because the West and the East, they don't mingle very much in the American Hockey League. So those players who were in Milwaukee, they're not seeing anybody who was in Chicago. They're not seeing anybody they may have dropped the gloves with. They're not. And, and guys can put that stuff aside pretty easily, too. But but all of that stuff, is, is it isn't there. So it, it is a new team. Um a big difference being that the Carolina coaches, if you will, the ones who came over from Charlotte, uh, they are the ones calling the shots. So Carl Taylor, Scott Ford, and Greg Rollo, they don't have a lot to do. Carl is on the bench and Carl runs the power play and things like that. But the other two assistants, Scott Ford and Greg Rollo, they're in Chicago on a daily basis and they all are, but they do a little skills work. They don't 
really add a lot. Um, it's Ryan Warsawski calling the shots. It's their team. And um, so far it's worked out really well. I mean, they're playing as a group, they're playing very well right now. Well, you look at this, uh, this Wolves team right now. And if you, you just take a look at the stats yeah. and it looks like five, uh, five or six of the top 10 are from Milwaukee. You yeah. got Tanner, uh, Tanner, Janot, Tommy Novak, Phil Tomasino, Rem Pitlick in the top five scores. Yeah. So obviously Chicago has got to be happy that they're bringing some offensive punch down. There's no doubt. I mean, Rem was leading the league in goals when he was called up with eight. Uh, Jeremy Davies was leading the league in assists when he was called up with nine. Um, Tommy Novak has been kind of a point of game guy. Uh, Tanner Janot is the one. I was I've been talking a lot to uh, a lot of people about him in Chicago and our coaching staff from Milwaukee, and um, he makes the machine go. I mean, if you talk to even Ryan Warsawski, the coach in Chicago, he said that if there would be a captain, it's Janot. He's making this thing work. Um, he's played eight games. They're eight zero in those games. He has 13 points in those eight games. He has 29 penalty minutes. He fought Cody McLeod in a game a couple of weeks ago where he had a Gordie Howe hat trick. He's doing everything. He is one of, he's, uh, we were talking the other day, since he's probably has the broadest set of shoulders, literally since Alex Henry played in Milwaukee. And Tanner Janot, it, it, it works out well for him. He's got such a broad set of shoulders because he's carrying a lot of people right now uh, on a team on a team that is actually playing very well uh, collectively, but those Milwaukee guys, they've been, they've been very good. It's Slapshot Radio with the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals as we go down on the farm, brought to you by Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries with three locally owned location. Aaron Sims with us. Zach, you got a question for Aaron? You know, it's funny considering one of Chicago's nicknames is the city with broad shoulders. So it (laughs) fits in well over there. Now, you know, one of the things we always ask you every single time you come on here, Ellie Tolvanen. Ellie Tolvanen. Well, in the immortal words of George Lucas, there is another. So Phil Tomasino, what is going on with the next generation of Phil the Thrill? Tell us how it is in Tomo time with the Chicago Wolves. I, it, it is, I asked Scott Ford about him today, and Scott Ford says it was telling me how much he loves the way Phil Tomasino plays the game. He, um, he specified that he has a swagger. He has a, a, an arrogance about him on the ice. He said, but that doesn't stop him from going in the corners, from being strong on the walls. He, these detailed things in your game – that mature players need to have. And he has them at 19, 20 years old. So that bodes well Uh, from everything I've heard. He's been coachable. He's wonderful. He's a great teammate. The people like him and he's doing the things on the ice to make him successful. And, you know, like all young players, you're just trying to find the consistency from to have your a game every night or your, at least your B plus game every single night. And he has been doing that. And that's, that's very, very exciting. Very exciting. Well, it's certainly been nice to see. You know, uh, I, I mean, it's interesting now because when you're watching Ellie Tolvanen and just that that release, that yep. just amazing release that he has, you, but you can see how he has become a complete player. Uh, and a lot of that credit goes towards, uh, you know, towards the time he spent in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Coach, you got a question for Aaron? Yeah, I won't ask you about Tolvin in this time. So, uh, oh, sure. Go ahead. Why not? <laughs> I'll ask you about uh, number 17, uh, uh, Harper, and uh, and uh, 46, Carrier. They really played well. They stepped right in when we were dead in the door, nailed, dead in the water there. And 
in the Tampa Bay and, and then again, uh, Florida, they played very well. They filled in and they, now they're playing regularly. So tell me about those two guys. Cause we don't, we didn't, we didn't, they, they haven't had much notoriety and, 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 and fanfare as, as Tobin had had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carrier is a guy who has been around for a while, as you know, right. He's yeah. been in, a pro since 2016. He made his debut several years ago and he's kind of been knocking at the door in and out a little bit with his play consistency and all of that as a young player. And um, he has grown, he, his feet are phenomenal. Now it doesn't necessarily, when I say that, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's the fastest guy on the ice, but um, he, he controls his body very well. He's not the biggest guy, but he knows how to get in the way. He knows how to use his stick. He knows how to use his feet. Um, he's, he, he, and he has such great poise, such great poise. And that maybe that comes with playing 250 games at the American hockey league level. Um, you know, he's, he's played the pro game. He's been knocking at the door for a while. Um, last year he was magnificent. Um, ben, Ben Harper. It, it's interesting that you put the two together coach, because, uh, they thought a couple of years ago when they signed Jared Tenorti, they wanted Carrier to play with a bigger defenseman. Alex can be his best when he's playing with a bigger guy. Uh, and and he, Alex was magnificent with Jared Tenorti a couple of seasons ago. When Tenorti was called up for good last season, uh, late in the year, Ben Harper, just a week or two before everything shut down, Ben Harper was acquired. And Ben has played a handful of games in the NHL before this season. But um he and Ben, uh, they, they clicked, they worked well together. And, and Ben, I mean, Ben is there too. He's just a solid guy who'll do, um, it was, it was, I think his third game with the team. Um, the, the admirals were in Colorado taking on the Eagles and something happened away from the puck and one of his teammates, and I don't remember which player for the admirals, but, um, was being accosted and Ben Harper jumped in, right. And, and yeah, like a good teammate and Ben Harper is a big young man and Ben Harper, um, took, put things under control pretty quickly. Um, but he, he right, right then and there, you knew that he was something special. He was going to do whatever he could for his team. And, um, it, it's great to see. And I'm, I'm so happy, um, you know, last year's Admirals team had 31 players dress in a game. 20 of those guys have either played in the game, played an NHL game this season or been on a practice squad. So that's just, you know, 67% of the players last year. It's, it's really remarkable. And it's great to see. Um, I know injuries probably necessitated quite a bit of it in Nashville, but it's great to see that guys are producing. So Aaron, uh, real quick, we are kind of up against a break. Yeah, what's keeping, what's keeping you busy now? I mean, obviously with the Admiral shutting down for the season because of the pandemic. What, what, what are you up to? We're doing a lot of stuff. We do our own local radio show in Milwaukee and we do podcasts and with former players, it's kind of a, a memory lane type of thing. And we try to keep up with uh, players who played here last year and what they're doing now and trying to keep in touch. So a lot of stuff on the internet, a lot of stuff on the Admiral's website um, and then paying attention to what's going on in Nashville with all those graduates up there playing, paying attention to what's happening in Chicago a little bit in Florida with a couple of players down there. And um, other than that, um, trying to, my four-year-old demand, my four-year-old wants our attention all the time. My two-year-old demands our attention all the time. So that's, that's what's happening. That will absolutely keep you busy. Well, Aaron, we appreciate you uh, taking time away from your two-year-old, especially I'm actually surprised you didn't come up and want to get on the camera, but um Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. We'll check back in with you a little bit later on this season. And uh, you guys be good and be safe up there in Milwaukee. Thank you. Same to all of you guys. Thank you very much. He's the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, Aaron Sims, joining us on Slapshot Radio.
And I do want to talk to you just a bit about Carter Church from KW Murfreesboro. Now, I've gotten to know Carter a little bit as we work together with the Predators. I've seen how Carter's over 20 years of media and marketing experience has driven his proven success as a real estate agent. You need Carter on your team. You call Carter today at 615-429-2044. That's 615-429-2044. Carter Church is your real estate professional. If you're buying, if you're selling, you got to call Carter today. Oh, Max on the wheels of steel going back for some classic stones. I like it. It's Slapshot Radio on ESPN 1025, the game. Paul McCann, Zach McCann, Brent Peterson coming at you um, with our normal hour of craziness in the middle of the hockey block here on 1025, the game. Penalty Box Radio coming up at 8 o'clock. So, um, guys, you know, two weeks ago we were in this exact – actually, three weeks ago we were in the exact same position. Predators win two in a row. They're about to go on a murderer's row road trip, and it – and. If I would have told you that at the end of that eight-game, just insane trip, playing the best in the division, that they'd be in a better spot and only a couple points out of the playoffs, I don't think either one of either one of you would have probably taken my temperature and given me a COVID test. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's interesting because a lot of these injuries that have hit the team, you could almost say they've been a blessing in disguise. In the immortal words of Whitney Houston, I believe the children are our future. And boy, they have been playing on fire right now. I mean, coach, you know, it is interesting because we've seen this before. We saw it in 2017, that next man up mentality really took off during the playoffs. We've seen it at certain times during this team's evolution. And you look at how an Alexander Carrier has just went from, gee, we're not sure if he's really got a spot on this team, to honestly, in a three-week period, cementing a spot on this roster. This kid's playing lights out hockey, and you could say the same thing for Ellie Tolvanen. You could say the same thing for, you know, for, for Davies. I mean, I, honestly, I, I know Harper gets a little bit of, you know, a little bit of shade sometimes. I kind of like Harper's game. Yeah, I like Harper because I'm like Crispy. Crispy likes big defensemen. And you can't have, you know, I've always said, and, I, and I'm being critical here, I've always said you couldn't play Ellison and, and Yossi together. Everybody says, oh, they're great together. But then you got to put all the emphasis on, on on Yossi to be the bigger player there. And that's what he was talking about when we talked to Aaron a few minutes ago. Uh-huh. He as soon as uh KR, as soon as uh who came up came up, they put they put uh Harper in there with uh Carrier on the in the on the on the Milwaukee. Pair. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you want a big guy that can play and a little guy that's fast and can do everything, the skill guy. Then you want a big guy that can play and you want a little skilled guy. And this is perfect. The the Fabro's not quite big enough to be as, as but we got Harper, we got we got Eki, uh, uh, and those kind of guys are great for the defense. And now we're starting to play better defensively, and that turns to offense. And when you're zero zero and they're going into the third period instead of three that's down three like we were the first twenty games of the season, you got a chance now. What's well, interesting, Zach, is that. This run has really, it, it, it's one of those things that it, I'm the general manager going, oh, great. Oh, crap. I mean, yeah. 
this exactly. is this has put David Poyle in a really tough situation, Zach. Could not disagree more. And I know that sounds crazy. I think this is the perfect situation because it allows you to be a smart seller. Because right now, in my mind, and this is probably the hottest of hot takes that I've had here, I think your current top four is the top four of the future for the Predators. Ekholm Carrier and Yossi and Fabro. Take that as you will. However, if you look at the way that the players who are on these one-way contracts right now are playing, you can afford to get rid of them and bring up the kids. I wouldn't have a problem. I mean, I do think as well as Granlin has played this year, you got to get some assets for him because he's on a one-way deal. And if you get into that four spot, hey, anything can happen, but you're probably going to get waxed by Tampa in five or six games. However, if you look at the way this team is constructed, get some assets for players like Granlund, Halla, Richardson. If someone wants Cousins, that's another player I'd be open to shopping. Give they're yourself all, some... All Again, because you have these kids who are playing themselves into these roles. Duchesne's going to get healthy soon. Cunnan's going to get healthy soon. Who are you taking out of the lineup? Are you taking Callie Yarncroke out of the lineup with his first star of the week on her? I don't think so. If you take Ellie Tolvanen out of this lineup, I'm going to lead the charge with the torches and the pitchforks, frankly. (laughs) So if you look at the way that this team has been gelling recently, the moves are there that you can just make smart decisions, reload. I don't think you need to rebuild because somewhere around the line during this tough first stretch of the season, the mindset in Pred Nation became burn the house to the ground and see if there's anything on the foundation. People were talking about trading Philip Forsberg, for God's sake. I know. (laughs) Could not disagree more with any of that. This is the time to reload. Let your youth movement actually take place because they're proving they can actually play. Oh, and you're I, exactly right. And, uh, you know, the guys like uh, like uh, Olivier and those guys, they're, they're great role players. They're not ever going to score a lot of goals for you, and they're never going to – but they're going to be rugged, rugged. They're going to be poor checking. They're going to be on you, and they're going to be yelling like uh, people used to yell when Tutu got on the ice. They're on the ice. They're on the yep, ice. Here yep. they come, boys. Well, and that's, hard. that's one of the things I've noticed is that this team, first off, I, over the last couple of weeks, I mean, the major difference that I've seen is that this team is now playing on its toes. Okay, it is really playing a little bit more of a fast forward type of game. It's not that, you know, lay back and wait and let's see if we can, you know, stand them up at the blue line. I mean, this team is really forechecking much better than it was, you know, in the first half of the season. It has got a little bit more of an attitude, but it's a controlled attitude. Whereas I think at the beginning of the year, it was a little more undisciplined. I think we see that a little bit more. And when you look at how much that Philip Forsberg has just taken over this team. And, uh, and right now, when you look at, I mean, you know, everyone's kind of nostalgic for the Jofa line, but you, you don't touch Forsberg, um, Johansson and Tolvanen right now. And, and coach, I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk Tolvanen right now because that, you know, uh, Zach's got Yak Trennan. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a Tolvanen guy. The release on this kid is just unbelievable to watch. Yeah, he, he's he's a real deal, and, and and they wanted to keep him down there till he was ready to play. And this this these injuries made him ready to play. And now now he's showing us what he's what he's been about the whole last four years, where he's played in every league in the world almost, and then done well in every every league in the world. So Tobin is a great player. He sees the ice, 
and he makes, he shoots the puck, which our guys are not to be. We, we beg guys to shoot the puck every year, and we got a guy that wants to shoot the puck. And you know what? The other players on his line are setting him up. They're looking to set him up. That's how much respect they have for him. So it's great to see. Well, and that's, I, and that's Zach. One of the things that, that Aaron was talking about, with Phil Tomasino. Tomasino's got a fourteen percent shooting percentage with the um, with, with the with the Chicago. But in his game, he's got thirty four shots. He's leading the team in shots by a long stretch. And you look at these types of players; these aren't players the Predators have had. No, these are your kind of elite level players for the new NHL, bona fide first liners who are coming up, who can actually do something in your top six. And, you know, I actually have to eat a little crow here, because if you listen back in the archives of Slapshot Radio, you'll hear me kind of waxing poetic about saying, stop trying to develop the whole player. Just let the offensive players be (laughs) offensive players. And the most impressive thing to me about Ellie Tolvanen right now is his two-way game is absolutely incredible right now. The way that he backchecks on the puck, gets back defensively, has made just amazing defensive stops, blocking shots a few nights ago during the Dallas game. This guy truly is turning into just diet Philip Forsberg right now. And boy, is that something to be excited about. And even the team is saying he might have a better shot than Phil. Well, when you look at, you can see Forsberg's influence on Tolvin and coach. And I mean, you, you see that when, you know, I, I go back to when this team seemed like they couldn't win a faceoff and they brought in Yannick Perot. And, you know, and, and at that point, Yannick Perot was one of the best faceoff men in the NHL and made David Legwand a better faceoff guy, made everyone around him better in the faceoff circle. You're seeing the same thing with Tolvin and with his influence from Forsberg. Well, Forsberg's a very smart player, too, and we talk about hockey IQ, and, and, and Tolvin has got hockey IQ. He knows where to be. And like you said, all he was doing was sort of floating back in three years ago, and now he's working hard to get back. He has hockey, hockey IQ, high hockey IQ, and he, and he knows what he's doing out there now. So he's just fit in so almost seamless for the players this year. He's been great. All right, we're up against a break right here. You're right in the rocking chair of the hockey block here on 102.5 The Game, ESPN Radio in Nashville. And uh, this is Slapshot Radio. We're going to be right back right after this. <laughs> Max, always on point on the wheels of steel. A little bit of Aerosmith and Dream on as we talk about the playoff chances of these Nashville Predators. And uh, I don't know if it's much of a dream. I think they do have it within their um, within their purview to make their own destiny here. But boys, one of the things we haven't talked about, we've talked about the offense. We've talked about how well the kids are playing. But um, boy, you can't talk about this little run that the Predators on without talking about the goaltending. The goaltending has been unbelievable over the last six, seven games. Well, I think I'd like to thank Nino Niederreiter because he seems to have knocked whatever funk UC Saros is in right out of him on that hit that happened behind the net. Um, since coming back, he's been excellent. Pecorine seems like he's discovered the fountain of youth again and is just playing solid within himself hockey so far. I mean, in... I think I'm a big believer that as goes goaltending, so goes a hockey team. Goaltenders will make or break your season. Show me a fired coach and I'll show you a bad goaltender. You're exactly right. Uh, Goaltending is so important. It's just like a quarterback or a pitcher on a team, on a baseball team. It's the most important factor you have. And if your goaltender is hot, he can make that big save and you go down and score a goal on a weaker goalie down the other end. 
you can do a long ways. And that's what Peck has, Brenny's always bailed us out every year. Now we got to go on our own. And UC's doing a great job. And Peck is doing a great job backing up. You know, and, and I've said this for the last actually a couple of years. When Pekka is really playing well, it seems to push UC to be, to be better as well. I mean, he came back from IR with a chip on his shoulder. And, I mean, even in the loss to Florida, I mean, a 47-save loss where we couldn't hit water if we fell out of a boat uh, when it came to offensively. It's a shame that got wasted, but you just look at the kind of game that Saros is playing, and he's certainly making his statement to say, okay, it was a little bit of a rough start, but I'm claiming this number one, even though Pekka had a good claim on it as well, Zach. They're always better when they're pushing each other. Yep. And you look at these two, they have such a close relationship. You know, the memes write themselves on Twitter, but you look at every way that they play. It's just such a cool thing to see those two push each other and support the ever-loving heck out of each other when they're on the ice. It's just, I mean, frankly, you won't find a better feel-good story in the league than me, to, than for me than seeing those two play. And, and, you know, it's interesting, Brent, because it always seems like, there is a hot country for goaltenders. Right. You know, for, for a while, it was the Czechs. You know, you have Hasek and Czechmanek and all, all of those in the late 90s and, and, and early 2000s. Now it seems like Finland is just churning out excellent goaltenders like nobody's business. Is there something to it? Does a, does a country sometimes just concentrate on a specific um, position? And in so, order to increase their worth from a from a world's perspective, well, like you said, uh, many years ago it was Brodeur and uh, and you know Carey Price sure. and guys like that. Canada and then the U.S. had U.S. had didn't have great goaltending, but they still had some good goalies. And then the then the Czechs came out with Hasek and those kind of guys. And now I'm seeing the Russians with Bobrovsky and Thank all, you. all these guys. The Russians have got Vasilevsky. <laughs> and yeah, Vasilevsky and our new our, our, our guy that was Maskarov, yeah, in the first round. So. The Russians now are coming up with big, big goaltenders, and uh, it's it's it. It's not that they focus on that. I think Trechek during his years, he had a, a ten to fifteen to twenty years ago, he had a, a a goalie sort of nationwide thing that they said, and he taught the, the fundamentals of the game, and he taught the the Russian kids all and going moving up, and they become NHL players, and they're great NHL players. They're big, they're strong, they do a good job with their fitness, and they. They're just a they're just a good goaltender. They're they're tough to beat in a, in a game. You don't see much there. So you look at tomorrow night. I I mean honestly, I I, I look at tomorrow night's game as a you know you don't want to sit there and play the old the old trap game card, but um you know you're about to head into Chicago, uh with uh you know with two you know two critical games on Saturday and Sunday, and you're playing a team that you frankly expect to beat. Coach, how do you prep this team to not look past tomorrow night? Well, I, I think this team has really matured in the last just six weeks. Six weeks ago, we wanted everybody traded out of here. We wanted Forsberg to be traded. We wanted everybody gone. And we were going crazy. And the, the, the whole town was going nuts because of what's wrong with the Predators. It took them this long. And, and it happened in St. Louis a couple years ago. It happened in the Kings about six years ago when they won the Cup. They finished in the eighth spot. And they got in at the last bit. And like Zach says, we can still come together as a team and still play good hockey, even if David has to make some moves for the future. So I think that the, you go tomorrow night, it's just like, it's just like another game, another day, another day, you take care of business tonight. And then you, now you got two games that can get you right back in the playoff picture. And that's how you got to look at it. 
Zach, what are your thoughts there? Honestly, I think the league has given you more than enough ammunition to get up for tomorrow night's game. All John Hines has to walk in there tomorrow and do is say, they're all against you. What are you going to do about it? Ah, It's a natural thing. Yep. Nothing like having a chip on your shoulder. That is, uh, that's something that's really important when you're looking at something like this. You know, we've been talking about prospects. We've been talking about other things here. But, you know, the, uh, the NCAAs are finally going into their Frozen Four, uh, or into their, their tournament, I should say. And, uh, you know, we've been keeping an eye on a couple of different players. David Ference out of Boston University, who's had a really, really solid year. Uh, they're still in the, uh, in, in the NCAA tournament. But you know what? The man that everyone wants to hear more about, Zach, is Northeastern's Gunnar Wolf Fontaine. I, I just I, I have to be able to announce that name at some point in my PA career. He keeps playing this way. You will. I mean, some excellent play from him. I mean, David Ference is definitely the one who's looking like he might end up with Hobie Baker honors, honestly, with the way that he's been playing. Again, there is more talent in this pipeline than you would think with the way that things have been ranked. Uh, you know, credit to the Predator scouting staff because there are a lot of good players in the hopper who I think are going to be contributors for this team at some point in the near future. And you also look at, it, um, you know, As- uh, Askarov still playing in, uh, you know, he's not playing in the K right now. He's in the he's in the minor leagues right now with St. Petersburg. But again, still playing well, going two and one in their playoffs at 2.21 goals against average and a 930 save percentage. So, you know, the cupboard is not really bare, coach. No, it's not. The, the guys have done a good job of getting guys to fill in, but they just we just got to give them a chance up here and finally, tell, you know, and I think everybody like, Scotty, Scotty Nichols says this all the time to me when I say, why isn't he up here? Why isn't he up here? It's because every one of them, uh, you know, gets their, their NHL try and then they fall back. Every one of them has a chance to play at certain times and they all come at different, different times of their, of their career. And so some make, make it right away. Some take five years to make it. So you just have to, you have to be a good scout and a good uh, general manager of the minor league teams to know when the guys suggest to come up. And we got some good ones that are coming with Carrier and Tolvin and those kind of guys. It's, we got a bright future for the Predators. No question about it. Well, boys, you've gone ahead and we have wasted another hour uh, just talking hockey and having some fun here on Slapshot Radio in the rocket chair of the hockey block on ESPN 1025 The Game. Thanks so much for joining us. We're back next Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Got a big thank you to Aaron Sims, the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, for joining us tonight. And, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors, Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, Cool Springs Wines and Spirits on Moores Lane and Cool Springs, Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries with three locally owned Middle Tennessee locations, and, of course, the man, Carter Church from KW Murfreesboro. When you visit or talk to one of our sponsors, please tell them you heard about them on Slapshot Radio. Thank them for their support. For our producer back in the studio on the Wheels of Steel, Max, our co-hosts, Brent Peterson and Zach McCann, I'm Paul McCann saying good night and good hockey.